This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks for downloading today's podcast. It's Tuesday, March the 16th. Hope you're okay. We're going to start with the latest on the Sarah Everard investigation as a Metropolitan Police officer appears in court charged with kidnap and murder. Wayne Cousins from Freeman's Way in Deal appeared at the Old Bailey via video link earlier. The 48-year-old was arrested at his home last Tuesday night before the 33-year-old's body was found in Woodland near Ashford a week after she disappeared from Clapham in London. While Sky's Mark White was watching the hearing. A scar was visible on his forehead and over his left eye. Now, the Independent Office for Police Complaints Commission is investigating how he received those uh, scars in two separate incidents in his police cell last week. We're told members of Sarah's family also watched the proceedings today. A provisional trial date has been set for October and he's expected to enter pleas in July. Searches as part of the investigation have been taking place in Kent again today. The focus has primarily been on Sandwich, where specialist officers have been seen going through drains and combing a stretch of water in the town centre. Our reporter Beth Robson has been to the site. The situation in Sandwich today is again full of police. Um, they're centred around the Millwall area and the um, and all entrances to the Millwall, which is a pathed area surrounding a, a stream. Um, today, police have been very active in the Guildhall car park. What they're doing is they're going through drains, they're lifting the drain cover up, they're uh, pulling out everything that's inside it and they're combing through it finally just to look for any clues. There has been a dredger arrived at one point within the last hour. That's now out of sight, so I wonder whether that's actually being used to dredge a part of the stream or whether it's just been taken away, it might not be needed. There is still lots of police around the town um, and they're still turning people away from the mill wall. We also had this update quite late last night on the story. A probationary Metropolitan Police officer guarding the scene where Sarah Everard's body was found in Great Chart near Ashford has been removed from duties after allegedly sharing an inappropriate graphic. Now, the force says it was reported by a number of officers who were concerned by its content after seeing it on social media. The officer had been stationed at the cordon of that search area. The matter has now been referred to the police watchdog. And police could patrol pubs and clubs in plain clothes as part of the response to Sarah Everard's death. Ministers want to make women feel safer. They're setting out proposals which would also see more money spent on streetlights and CCTV. These women who've been paying their respects on Clapham Common say it's not just police action that's required. We don't just need legislation, we need a kind of a UK-wide, a worldwide culture change. So much needs to change the way that we view women and the way that we respect women. You can follow the very latest developments on this story at kentonline.co.uk or via our social media. Kent Online News. Next today, and with less than two weeks until the rule of six outdoors could return, a Kent MP says we still need to be incredibly careful about lifting restrictions. From March the 29th, a further easing of lockdown is planned just in time for Easter, but certain criteria like COVID rates and vaccine deployment will be taken into account first. Sir Roger Gale has been speaking to our political editor, Paul Francis. Some of my parliamentary colleagues have been opposed to the lockdown period. 
they just don't believe it should have happened at all. I've taken the view, as indeed the government has taken the view, which is rather more important, that we have to be guided by the science. And we have to listen to what the scientific evidence presented to us is saying. And we base our decisions or should base our decisions on that judgment. Now, it's not infallible, but I would sooner personally err on the side of caution and not risk yet another wave of the pandemic and yet another lockdown. We've had stop start for rather too long. Had we not taken the brakes off too soon previously, we might not now be in the position that we're in. Um, that leads me to ask about the, um, some of the dates in, in the route map and particularly the hospitality sector, who I think are suggesting that they would like to uh, have uh, being incorporated to the easing of restrictions at the same time as non-essential shocks. Uh, I mean, Kent's hospitality industry is very significant, isn't it? I represent a seaside town. Uh, that seaside town depends very heavily upon the hospitality industry, upon travel, tourism and entertainment. And of course, I want to see the restrictions lifted as soon as it is safe to do so. But that's the important thing. The fact that there has to be a date called, called Easter, I think, is immaterial. I as you know, don't always agree with what the Prime Minister says or does. But in this instance, I think that on the scientific advice, a five-week breathing space between each of the phases before moving forward is sensible because that allows the scientists and, of course, the government to assess the effect of easing of restrictions at each stage and then to either move forward or to say too far, too fast, it's having an adverse effect upon the health service and upon life and death. Don't forget, you can, of course, get the very latest COVID stats by clicking on the interactive map at kentonline.co.uk and zooming in to where you live. Meantime, Kent's biggest pub owner has revealed which of its pubs will reopen when outdoor drinking returns next month. Faversham-based Shepherd Neen, which has more than 200 pubs across the county, says 141 of them will open up their gardens if lockdown restrictions ease as planned in four weeks' time. You can see that full list at Kent Online. A second job centre is going to open in Folkestone as a direct result of the pandemic. Works underway to convert an empty shop on Sandgate Road as part of the government's response to the number of people who are out of work. The existing building in Trinity Road will also remain open. Most recent stats show almost 69,000 people in the county are currently claiming jobless benefits. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. Now, after months of homeschooling, the Kent Online Podcast has been told some young children have forgotten how to hold a pencil. All youngsters have been back in class for just over a week and the full impact of time away is now being realised by teachers. It's feared some are up to six months behind. Well, we've been speaking to Hayley King, who's the head teacher of Tiger Primary in Maidstone. One of the things that you know I've really noticed over the last sort of six days in school is that we have lots of children who are overweight that perhaps wouldn't have been their stamina for school has gone, they're tired, they're lacking routine, they've forgotten how to play together, how to take turns, share, all those things that, you know, we've just taken for granted over the years because they've not used them for 
the majority of a year, those things need to be rediscovered and they need to use them again. And I think the idea of having outdoor spaces that are going to be used for children to do outdoor learning is, is amazing because it gets them active. Having reduced or free sports centres and facilities, fantastic. It gets it enables all children to be able to go to the pool or to play tennis or to kick a football around. I think those things are really important. But I also like the fact that they're looking at how they can utilise the libraries because for children, we need to rekindle that love of learning, that love of reading, foster that enjoyment of, of having a book and being taken to a different place. So I, I think using those libraries is, is essential and but making it so that it's fun and it's around what the children want rather than how an adult perceives it should be used. But I did, you know, reading the report, there was a lot of emphasis around the activities and, and what they embark upon it has to be around what young people want and hopefully they are going to honour that decision to use um, child voice, young person voice, so that it, it is around what they want, not what an adult thinks they need. Um, uh, you, you mentioned there about some of the changes that you've noticed amongst your pupils. I mean, it comes uh, Ofsted have similarly have pointed out these types of things. Um, some children forgetting to hold, how to forgetting how to hold a pencil. There's some who they think could be at least six months behind. Um, um, I know that you said that that's not like exactly the wording in terms of KCC is saying oh, this is how far kids are behind. But do you feel this is the right step? I mean, in order to really focus on, um, well, <laughs> making sure we can succeed in getting our children back on track. I think there's, you know, there's a couple of ways to look at it. I mean, schools are already putting their recovery programs in place and looking at what they need to do in school. But the children, it's not just school they've lost and missed out on. They've missed out on, you know, their interests, their hobbies, their ability to connect with people. And that actually feeds their education. So I think it's really important that we look at all aspects of the children, because if we don't deal with their mental well-being, if we don't give them those opportunities to be successful in life in things that interest them, then they're never going to succeed at school because they're always going to be feeling like they're, they're behind or feeling like they can't cope with the pressures they're under. So we have to look at all aspects. So I think it's really important that we're doing this, that we're giving you know, our young people those opportunities to reconnect with the world, reconnect with their community, I think, you know, I read through the report, the word community quite often, and I feel that, you know, community is important. The community needs to raise these young people. We need to support them to enable them to be the best they can be, to, th to thrive and to shine and to find their, their way in life that is runs alongside the academic route. Education bosses in Kent are now planning to provide extra help until August next year to help pupils catch up. They've secured government money to put on holiday clubs over Easter, the summer break and Christmas, with food provided too. Plans for an £8 million chicken farm near Maidstone have been changed following opposition from the Environment Agency. Cranbrook-based Fridays, which employs almost 300 people in the county, wants to build the new farm in a village south of the town with space for more than 190,000 hens. But there are concerns about the amount of waste that could pollute the area. The owner of a new micropub, which is due to open in Herne Bay this summer, says it'll massively improve the area. It comes after Belling and Beerling pubs were 
given the go-ahead to transform a former shop on the high street. The opening date for the pub Micropub has not yet been confirmed. And Tom Grennan's going to be on our sister radio station KMFM tonight. He'll be chatting with Emma Jo on the hit list about his new album. It's on from seven. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham travel to Lincoln City tonight, looking to continue their good run of form. The Jills have won three of their last four and are up to 11th in the League One table and just four points off the playoffs. Verdane Oliver scored twice in Saturday's 3-1 win over Swindon Town. For me personally, um, it's trying to get the point across to the boys that, look, we've got a chance here. Um, and I do feel, like I said, when, when we're on the front foot, we're on, on our day, we can beat anyone. So we've got to give it everything in every game. Yeah, we didn't have a great start today, went a goal behind, but look at the fight that we showed today from the, from the, from the team. It's, just, it's credit to the boys, it really is. Like I said, it's, it, we've got a massive chance and we don't want to kind of miss that opportunity. We, we go into it with the confidence that we, we've, we've come away with today. Um, like I said, if we were on the front foot, we could cause them a real problem just because they're what, second or third in the league or whatever. doesn't mean that we could, they can't be beat, do you know what I mean? So it'd be a tough one, it'd be a tough ask, but <clears throat> we just go there and give it everything. Tonight's opposition are aiming for automatic promotion. They're currently third in the League One table and kickoff is at seven. We've also been catching up with Jill's boss, Steve Evans. You know and I know that Lincoln City for a number of years have had a fantastic ownership. You know, uh, the main man based in South Africa, but I'm told Lincoln Heritage. And it's, it's brilliant to see people invest in their football club like that when they've gone away and hit their money. And some local men as well and man ladies, I'm told, putting some big money in. So what you looked at for probably the best part of eight, nine years now, They've had outstanding finance behind them. They've had the biggest budget in the conference, the biggest budget in League Two. They've not got the biggest budget in League One, but in the top three or four. And but you, st- I've been there with a big budget. You still have to spend it well. And Michael deserves enormous credit along with um, Liam, the chief exec up there. They're, they're good people. This is a great club. I still own a property in the uh, town. I'm glad I get top rent for it because it's a top, it's a top city. We know a lot more about Lincoln when you. When you play against them and, and all bar two or three players, it's principally the same side, it'll be the same system that, that Michael deploys. But what he's got is some real talented footballers. We have to find a way. We have to find a way. And we'll prepare for that tomorrow and in Monday. We have to find a way to be able to combat what they're all about because they are, they are a top side. But it'll make interesting reading if we can bring back something from Central Bank. It'll, it'll make interesting reading. And, um, and then we, we're set up with two humdingers, aren't we? You know, Doncaster and Hull us competing with clubs that spend four times what we spend on our team and we're competing with them trying to get into their little group. That's the players. Credit to the players. No, just credit to the players. Paul Rain and the staff, they've been fantastic. I'm, I'm just going to add on it in a minute. The thing that's missing is we're not going to an away support today after such a good win. The, the, the thing that was missing last week was was not walking around the stadium at Priestfield and applauding the most important people to support us. And there's not a day, there's not a day, and I think the players are telling us, Ben, there's not a day, I don't remind our players, the, the, the people that really the, the pay all our salaries and pay our wages and look after us and, and give us the opportunity to do this is the supporters. They're the most important people. And and in fairness to our chairman, how he's kept it going in these most difficult of times has been really tough. And we've tried to play a part. We've took some cars to different games rather than a team coach, expensive money. So we're trying to give a little bit back, and it's not fortunes, but it's a little bit back towards being able to pay some other things for the chairman. And, and he appreciates it, and I know our supporters do when, when the players are given the type of efforts they've deployed week after week now, I have to be saying. 
Follow Kent Online Jules on Twitter for match action tonight and we'll bring you reaction to the result on KMFM tomorrow morning. Plus, we'll hear more in tomorrow's podcast. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.